Have you seen her? Tell me, have you seen her? Have you seen her? saying it <clears throat> so about that um yeah i received a tweet from a listener shout out to you saying that they did not like the fact that i say praise the lord niggas nope they don't like it they asked us to stop saying it they said they can't get past the fact that we won't stop and i just had to respond back with the can't stop won't stop Diddy crop. I just, <laughs> I just, you know, my Bible says that everything, every living thing that has breath in its body is obligated to give praise unto the Lord. And I now, say niggas. I feel like if you are not a nigga, then I'm not talking to you. But as for me and my niggas, we are going to <laughs> praise the Lord. Turn up. Now, I'm not here to offend anyone. It's really not as not that deep. It's not. No. Um, but yeah, enough of that. How's everybody doing? Oh, we are doing out here in the midnight hour. Indeed. <laughs> in the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> um, but we do what we gotta do. Because we got to do what we got to do out here. For y'all. So, how was your week? Happy Mother's Day, sis. Oh, thank you. Thank you, sis. Shout out to all the mothers. All Shout the mothers. to all the mothers. All the mothers of the world. We I, speak your names. I tweeted. I said, I just hope y'all get to pee by yourselves at least once today. <laughs> so, little things. Little, little things. Little things. We thank the Lord for small favors. Small favors and small I hope you had an awesome... Yes. I hope you had an awesome day. Did you do anything special for Mother's Day? Um, My husband woke up and he cooked the breakfast for myself, my mother-in-law, and his aunt. Um, He made us blueberry whole wheat pancakes and fried eggs, because that's what I like. And some delicious ass potatoes. I mean, the seasoning set in. Like he listened to all, like all the instruction. He heated it. He took it in, and he executed properly. So I, I couldn't complain about that. I mean, I would have loved a hefty side of, of, of meat. <laughs> oh, I was about to say he didn't make any. There was no meat. He is on this thing where sometimes he likes to omit meat from one of his meals. I am a carnivore and will always be. A nigga loves a fried pork chop. 
and uh, pernil. I just, I love meat. I'm never going to stop eating it. I'm never going to stop eating pork. But um, it's okay because the rest of his, his breakfast was delicious. He got me flowers and a card. He took me to a chocolate factory and his mom and his aunt and, and Noah um, where they make the chocolate in-house. We hung out. And then after that, he dropped the three of them off and he took me to dinner by myself. Um we went to a piercing and tattoo shop and perused around for a little bit. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then we went home and watched American Gods. So it was a really nice Mother's Day. Well, that is amazing. And I'm I know so glad you had a good day. Thank you, sis. I appreciate it. And thank you for the shout out. Shout out to all the mothers from all of us. Yes, what did y'all do for Mother's Day? I mean, it seems like the... um. The going like Mother's Day gesture is that the men cook breakfast. I feel like everybody who I talked to that was celebrating it was like, well, you know, my my children cook breakfast, my, <laughs> my husband <laughs> breakfast, my boyfriend cooked breakfast. Like yeah, yeah. it seems to be like my baby father cooked breakfast. Right. You know what I'm saying? Daquan bought me a sausage, egg, and cheese or whatever. <laughs> like, like, it wasn't that regular egg sandwich this morning. You know what I'm saying? You let, he let me get an auto croissant this time. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a holiday or whatever. Salt, pepper, ketchup. You know, <laughs> please fry my eggs hard. I don't like no runny eggs. Thank you. Niggas. Mm. And I need niggas to appreciate the runny egg, but we'll talk about that another day. I think that is the going thing, but can I talk to the men for just like two seconds, sis? Just one second. Listen up, brethren, brethren, brethren. Brothers. <laughs> you hear that, echo? <laughs> <laughs> After you all cook for the ladies, it is a beautiful gesture. We wonderfully appreciate it. We are so, so gracious, so thankful. I think I know what you're going to say. Wash the dishes. Please! <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's, like, you know, I get, it's Mother's Day, like... Cook and then wash the dishes. <laughs> what a way. What a way to nullify. What a way to nullify your present. Like, what a way to just take back your gift. What a way. What a way. Just just, just wash the dishes. Like, and I know you all don't mean no harm. <laughs> I know you don't mean no harm. That's so funny. You don't even think about it. You don't even think about it. Like, it's not even crossing your mind. It's like, I'm just going to pamper her and cater her. Part of pampering and catering includes you picking up that sponge, your bottle of bleach solution that we have spoken about, and your dishwashing liquid and getting busy with the suds. Like, just wash the dishes when you're finished cooking that, that wonderful gesture of breakfast that you gave, that you did. I have a problem all together. Like I am all together opposed to gifts that I have to work for or work like <laughs> gifts that gifts that um make more work for me. Wait, you like, mean so the scavenger hunt I've been planning for you this year? I need to just Let me tell you something. Damn. I am not enthused. <laughs> like I have I have had I'm sure this is Fury's favorite story to tell. I don't want I don't want to put words in his mouth, but we often laugh about the time where a young gentleman caller thought that he was going to win my affections uh -oh. by coming into my home and sprinkling rose petals hither and yon to and fro <laughs> all over the place okay and while I thought 
while I'm sure that he thought seeing these rose petals was going to just have me kickball change right out of my drawers, I was angry. Barking like a, barking like a dog. I was angry. And you asked you ask me why I was angry? Because who is going to clean this up? Whom? Whom is, is going my to... House. This is what I'm saying. And I, I mean, after we do what we do, or uh, after the uh, date or after whatever, you're going to leave and I'm going to be left here to pick up these rose petals. So what? Like, don't give me a gift that's going to give, like, make me work. Like, that's why I have problems. Like, don't ever buy me no dog. Don't ever... <laughs> Don't buy me no pet. Like, don't. Because this is, you're not giving me, that's not a gift. That's a responsibility now. I better okay. come with a nanny. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> but yeah. To Jay's point. Don't, like, the don't, the, the you, you take all of the jazz out of your gift. Like, it's just not a gift anymore. Wash the if, dishes. That's figur- if, if somebody figuratively has and literally wash the dishes. That's all Absolutely. I'm saying to you. Wash Absolutely. the dishes, my niggas. Follow, follow through. <laughs> Follow through. Pretend it's basketball. Ball is life, right? I'm saying finish the job. Ball is life. (laughs) Finish the job. Apply that to everything in your life. Ball is life. Follow through. Got it. Like, and I'm sure, I'm sure we're gonna get a bunch of niggas in the tweets talking about don't do it. So ungrateful. Ain't nobody ungrateful, son. Ain't nobody ungrateful. But let me tell you about what we do when we pamper and cater. We follow through. Okay. If if we giving you niggas a pedicure, yes, I have given my husband a pedicure. I'm setting up the studs. I'm doing the the, the foot. I'm, I'm not ready. The shit out. I'm doing all the shit. I'm cleaning it up afterwards. I'm putting it away, and then you know you might get some head or something. But regardless, like I'm following through. My lord, it's it's very. I don't relevant. like feet. I will cut your cuticles, you people. I will cut your cuticles, honey. Your hands will look fantastic messing with me, but I will not touch your toes. I want that to be clear. <laughs> we just discussed um, this on Jade and XD. From the beginning. I'm not, I don't, um, I don't really care for feet. Probably because I don't like mine. So I don't like, <laughs> I don't want you to, like, it's not personal. I don't like my feet neither. But I mean, uh, you know, to me, I'm. it's just a foot. I'm cool. I, I, it is what it is. Everyone you know. who I've ever dealt with, I said, now you know if you touch my feet, we go together, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't make the rules. They're no, just, I'm not. just here to enforce them. Uh, niggas are not touching my feet and we don't go together. That's not happening. That's, I mean, I just feel no, like that's right is right and wrong is wrong. And like, you can't be like, out here. touch my feet, we've had sex. It is what it Listen, is. That's like, the rule. We, we have connected in an intimate way. In a so very intimate way. There's <laughs> no way that, uh, there's no, don't be around here talking about we don't, this is not a thing. If you have touched my feet. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all better write that down. So when y'all up there watching TV, which niggas really don't do, like we said last week, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, she's laying and she got her foot on your lap, you better know that y'all are official. Listen, let me tell you something. And that's a great sign. If I put my foot in your lap, nigga, that's it. <laughs> That means I've accepted you into my world. Oh, that means that this is officially a thing. <laughs> get official. <laughs> you be out here singing. You know, doing something zinging. I don't know what it is, but I'll be you doing be something. Singing with a, I'll be zinging with a Z. 
I'm out here singing. All right. So <laughs> we we clearly uh, banter ourselves to death and you all as well. So we're going to get into our graduation shout outs. Yes, indeed. My sister's popping right now. Like. So our first graduation shout out is from Michelle. And she says, hi, Jaden Kia, day one listener, first time writer. I cannot think of a better time to write than to nominate my line sister, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority, Inc., Dr. Stacey Cobb for a Black Excellence mention this week. Wrong show, girl. <laughs> uh, we love our brother and sister. Wrong show, but no. Shout out to my sis. Stacey is African-American to graduate. We're all one big family. We should. We are. We are. We are a family. <laughs> like a giant tree. Come on. Branching out toward the sky. Sing it. I feel like Tay and Dustin and, and Fury are going to get a kick out of that. They're going to love it. We are so much more <laughs> than just you and I. We are family like a giant tree. My favorite, my favorite part of that song is that we, that we are growing free. Something about the way that they all come to, we are, it's just like, them niggas meant that. Come on, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're sorry, Carry on. Alicia. We just yes. we can't even do nothing right. We can't we, do anything no, at all. I'm sorry. Okay. Stacy's the first African American to graduate from the University of Georgia with a PhD in biostatistics. Not the first African American woman, which would still be amazing, but first African American. Period. We hey. are all so very proud of her. She got pregnant in the middle of research for her dissertation and kept going without a pause. She just graduated May fifth, twenty seventeen. Thank you two for all you do, Michelle Fire Angelou Allen at hashtag Team Typing Fast. Oh, we out my, here. We sure are. Congratulations, Doctor Cobb and Michelle. I thank am. you for writing in, and I'm just I'm just fooling with you. Yes. Oh wait, hold up, pause. They don't love um, you like I love you. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> um, we forgot to make a little announcement, so we did. Uh, receive your tweets there were some people who were a little um, less than enthused about the length of last week's graduation announcement segment we get it it was long like I'm not but as we said last week this is important to me it's important to us um, to shout out the people who are doing their thing Um, team typing fast I have to speak everybody's name but if you don't want to hear this I will leave the um a timestamp uh, time of when kitchen table talk is going to pick up so you can fast forward. I'll leave that in the um, description box. So if right now, if you haven't seen it already, you can go to the description box and you can see where the timestamp will be. You can go straight to kitchen table talk. If you don't want to hear us talking about these good old graduates, cause we go and do it. All right. But graduation mm-hmm. season is wrapping up. Um, I'm, I'm expecting it to be like almost over. Like usually at the top of June is when it's pretty much over. But if you are still graduating or you have yet to graduate, you want us to shout you out on getting grown, please send us an email and we will be happy to do that. And I will move right along with our next graduation announcement. Um, who comes, which, uh, sorry, 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 which, uh, comes from a person whose name is Shay. Shay says, I love the podcast and it's actually helped me through my last couple months of the semester. We love you too, Shay. Um, Shay would like to shout out herself and her fellow class of 2017, 2017 for graduating this past Saturday, 
May uh, the 6th. Actually, that was two Saturdays ago. I know that um, I'm late, but I just had to make sure um, it was real first. <laughs> yes, girl, they did give you a degree. You did live it. <laughs> Shay majored in computer science at Norfolk State University. Uh, she was one of those people who did not hang her gown up immediately after purchasing it. So purchasing it, so she had to take it to the dry cleaners the day before the graduation. But thankfully, everything worked out perfectly. No wrinkle regalia. Shout out That's to it. you, Shay. Congratulations and congratulations to everybody uh, in class of 20, 2017 and Norfolk State University. Ow. That's right. Moving right along. Uh, we got Esther who says, Dear Cousins Jade and Kia, hi, my name is Esther and I want to thank you so much for this podcast. You guys are speaking on things I need to hear during this crucial time in my life. I'd like to shout myself as well as my amazing friends, Leslie and I <clears throat> graduated May 7th from the Ohio State University with a BA in political science and a BS in microbiology pre-med respectively. Desmond graduated May 6th with his PharmD from the University of Finlay. Hannah is graduating May 13th with a BA in psychology. Akua is graduating on May 13th as well as her JD degree from the University of Cincinnati. Lastly, Kayla is graduating from Stony Brook University with her master's in social work. As you can see, I'm surrounded by black people magic and I'm so proud of all of them. Continue blessing the world with your black woman magic and don't you dare cut any segments short. I love hearing it all. God bless and keep you two and your families. Thank you, Esther. And congratulations to, I can't even go back and repeat all the other congratulations to all 75 of you. Leslie, Esther, Hannah, Akua. Do it. Kayla. Skim, skim, skim. Desmond. <laughs> Listen, I'm out here. Shout out to all of y'all doing all these major things. Team Typing Fast is so diverse, honey. We've got all the degrees and all of the things. I'm so excited. That's right. And Kayla's way out there. The in next, um, we have wow. another email. We have a picture. Look at this. We just love it's it. So cute. This email reads, Hi, Jade and Kia. This past weekend, my baby brother graduated from Washington State University with his bachelor's degree in marketing. He attended school on a full ride football scholarship and has always been an extremely hard worker on and off the field with a stellar grace to prove it. I'm so incredibly proud of him. He was the last of the five of us to finish their undergraduate degree. So I have to shout out my parents, Michael and Chrissy for their huge accomplishment. They have always instilled in us the importance of education and supporting me and my siblings financially, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually through our undergraduate careers. Raising five kids is not easy, and my parents have done a great job, if I do say so myself. Thanks so much for all you do. Love you, ladies, more and more every week. Much love from your cashew business <laughs> Janae. Shout out to you, Janae, and shout out to your brother. Absolutely. Um, for this degree in marketing. Did you They're say such brother's a cute name? Family. They are. This picture is adorable. And shout out to mom and dad. That's what's up. Absolutely. For raising five kids. That is damn sure not Listen, easy. Listen, in 2017, I'm impressed. We got another one from Candace who says, Hey, y'all, my name is Candace Sapp, and I'd like to celebrate my sorority sister, Stacey Cobb, for her great accomplishment. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this the same one? <clears throat> I listen in weekly and thought Stacy would be a great person to highlight during shout out to my sis. Just last week, Stacy graduated from the University of Georgia. Yep. Receiving her PhD yeah. in statistics. <laughs> Stacy's also being celebrated as she is the first African-American to do so. Thank you for celebrating all the graduates this season and shouting out Stacy. I have to provide a link below to an article written about her on UGA's website. Love you guys. Thanks again. And go dogs. Come on, Stacey. You getting mad shout outs out here. Come on. And my little cousin used to be the cornerback for UGA and ended up going to the Vikings. So shout out to y'all. Out here. 
Um, the next email says, Hey, Jade and Kia, I hope it's not too late. First, I'd like to say that I love your show. I'd like to shout out my beautiful mother, Yugochi, for getting her BS in nursing while putting three kids through school and providing for her family. She has done a great job raising my siblings and me on her own. I'm currently finishing up my second year of pharmacy school while my younger brother and sister are aspiring medical doctors. She's an inspiration to us all. Love you, mom. Love Chinadu. Thank you, Chinadu. And shout out to mom. Uh, mom, mom is sickening mm-hmm. out here in this red right. dress. I see you, sis. Uh, shout out hip. to you, Miss Yugochi. Congratulations. We love you. We sure do. Our next one comes from Dominique. Hey, Jade and Kia. First and foremost, I love the podcast because y'all give me life on Tuesdays. My name is Dominique Rimaker. I would like to give my damn self a shout out because Lord knows I've earned it. Come on. That's on it. June 4th, I will be walking the stage for the last time. I have a BA in psychology, MS in marriage, family therapy, and an MA in clinical psychology. And earning my PhD in clinical psychology from California State of Professional <coughs> Psychology. These last five years have been rough, but I made it through. And I'm so proud to say that at the age of 30 years young, come on, I will be one of the wow. few black psychologists. Thanks for the shout out, cousins, and stay blessed and unbothered. Team type and fast. P.S. Kia, my middle name is Nicole. Something about that name in the 80s. That's it, sis. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations Dr. Remaker. Yes, I'm very proud of you, sis. Team type and fast. Um... The next email says, hey, y'all, love the podcast. I would like to shout out my big sis and best friend, Victoria. She will be graduating May 12th with her BA in psychology. I'm so proud of her. She's a beautiful smarty. She's worked so hard. She's worked hard with so much against her. Love Odyssey, Nicole. Team middle name Nicole is out here, too. We All right. Listen, it's every black girl. I promise everyone. The next one comes from Allison Cook. Honestly, truly. Yes. Come on, Joanne. Thank you, Jade and Kia, for being vanguards and not only helping us dive deep and understanding how to be adults, but also for being hilarious. Thank you, Allison. Yay. Quick graduation shout out to my colleague. Oh, okay. Saida. Saida. All right. (laughs) Even phonetically, I was like, okay. All right. Saida. Parks. My girl is graduating with her master's in sociology and education with a concentration in policy at Teachers College, Columbia University. She plans to conduct further research that will inform policymakers and positively affect our public school systems in a Ph.D. program. Saida is not only a colleague, but a true thought partner. Okay, in the work we do to push our organization's (laughs) initiatives and diversity. Academic term. Oh, oh, got it. Okay, thank you. Sorry. Don't worry. It's fine. (laughs) I can tell that you're uncomfortable. It's fine. She's not being sexual. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for clarifying. (laughs) Those of us who don't know, team type it moderately. Once Mm -hmm. again, thank Mm -hmm. you, ladies, for being real and honest each week. I look forward to continuing to listen, laugh, and learn. Thank you, Allison. Thank you, Allison. Shout out to TC. Y'all know I, you know, I used to dabble in the TC streets myself, honey. And shout out to Saida. (laughs) Sorry. Saida. I was like, no, because I didn't hear you. you I was like, shout out to what? I'm sorry. Yes, Saida girl. Shout out to you, Miss Parks, on this MA in sociology and education. I see you, sis. TC. Or they, or they. Hey, Jade and Kia, I'm happy to announce that I have joined Team Typing Fast. Welcome! I, I have been accepted to the University of Southern California's Doctor of Social Work program. 
Kia, I have to tell you that you were a part of my decision to go back to school for this terminal degree. When I saw how full you were thanking your family and friends at the PhD graduation, I thought I want that feeling. So thanks for being you. Black Girl Magic, sincerely, Tiffany. Oh, Tiffany. Listen, congratulations. I'm so glad that you got accepted into USC's program. That is no small feat. I'm really proud of you. Um, I want to say really quickly. Listen. I just want to thank God. <laughs> no, I'm I'm flattered, really. I just want you to know that like PhD programs are are hard things. <laughs> like they're difficult. So I don't want you to be like, I hate Kia when it gets rough. I don't want you to write me and be like, bitch, what <laughs> like what? Like, I don't want you to do that. Um, but <laughs> listen, I was truly thanking my family and grateful to God during graduation because I made it through because it was difficult and trying and challenging. That's not to say that you can't do it. I just want you to know that it's not going to be a cakewalk. But since you've made it this far, I'm sure you continue to keep on typing fast, sis. Keep on, keep keeping on. All right. Hi, ladies. First, let me know what took y'all so long to make a podcast. (laughs) Girl, wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Oh, not Ray J. <laughs> Willie Ray Jr. <Junior. laughs> Why does that? Never mind. Willie Ray Norwood Jr. <laughs> doesn't that just change everything? Like, doesn't that change your entire perception of Ray J? Yes. Like, we see Ray J and we be like, oh, that's Prince's husband. But his name is Willie Ray Norwood Jr. <laughs> I just, that's Brandy. <laughs> really, Willie Ray. That really sounds like somebody who gets a spaghetti plate at the church function. Fish, fish plate. Like they'd be like, you know that little Willie? That little Willie be the first one on the line. That's how they do. Mm -hmm. Anyway, first let me know what took y'all so long to make a podcast. Your message, advice, and pettiness has been what I needed for years now. I'm so glad you're finally blessing the world with your voice. Second, would you be so kind to give a shout out to the two queens in my life? My little sister will be graduating with a degree in sociology, minor in African-American women's studies from University of North Carolina, Greensboro this December. And my close friend, Labrina, just graduated with a BS in health science from the University of West Florida. These ladies have worked so hard and pushed through the struggle of being full-time students. My little sister changed her major under trepidation and my friend's and my friend in the, is in the military. I'm super proud of my queens, and I could not be more excited for their milestones. Thank you for giving them acknowledgement. Quay. Quay, shout thanks out. for writing in. And shout out to little sis. Yes, and Labrina. Labrina. Little sis and Labrina. Shout out to y'all. Samira sent us some pictures. Samira she says, sure. hey, y'all. I wanted to start off by saying how much I love you guys and how the podcast makes me feel like I'm getting a good old kiki with the sisters mm-hmm. I've never met. Well, hey, boo. I wanted to shout myself out because I'm 22 years old and I'm graduating on May 13th from Cleveland State University with a degree in urban and regional planning and a minor in geographical information systems. My next plans are to pursue a dual degree in law and a master's of urban planning and design. I come from three generations of brilliant college educated black women and my passion is urban housing and land use law. Land use law. Thank you so much for the show. I've even got my mom listening. Well, hey, mom. Hey, mom. Um, side note, mom has her own podcast as well called Neighbor Up Spotlight that she writes, directs, and hosts. She's 61 years young. Shout out to you, mom, and shout out to you, Samira. Congratulations on everything. We're proud of you. These pictures Absolutely. are sickening. Right? Sickening. Come on, B. Mm-hmm. Next, we got Terrica Howard. Hey, my daughter Jocelyn will be graduating kindergarten on May yes! 18th. Yes, Jocelyn. We, I'm so, I love it. We have her gown hanging up so no fresh out of the plastic creases I'm for so us. I'm so I proud. I'm so proud. I love your podcast, Terrica. 
Oh, Jocelyn, congratulations, baby girl. Send us pictures, please. Please. So we want to see please, Jocelyn please. in her gown. I just can't wait. Oh, that made me so that might have been that might have been my favorite. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Jocelyn's graduated <laughs> from kindergarten and sure is, and we are shouting her out. You better believe it. Uh, hey, big cousins in my head. I love the show and your voices are so beautiful to listen to. Thank you. Aww. My name is Jay Bowie and I'm happy to shout out my good sis, Cara Makita Aubrey, daughter of the great Dr. Lisa Aubrey, professor of African and American studies for receiving her Master of Arts degree in the teaching of English from Columbia University at the young age of 24. Hey. This beautiful goddess is currently a full-time high school English teacher in Brooklyn, where she is undoubtedly the Beyonce of the teaching staff. <laughs> I am so proud of my soul sibling because the devil placed obstacle after obstacle in her way this school year, and she beasted through every one of them with grace, humility, and a beautiful beat face. Because no matter what, you've got to be beat, sis. That's uh, <laughs> I love you, girl. Thank you. Sincerely, Jay. Thank you, Jay, for the shout-out. And shout-out to... Um, Kari. Kari, yes. I, I saw Dr. Lisa's name. Shout-out to Kari. And shout-out to Dr. Lisa. Shout-out to everybody. That's Congratulations, all, Kari. And thanks again, Jay, for writing in. Hi, ladies. I absolutely adore your show and your interactions with fans on Twitter. Can you give a shout out to my lovely Liberian cousin, Daba Maximor, graduating with her master's in public health from LaSalle University in Philly? Thanks and keep up the good work. Shout out to you, Daba. You out here with this MPH. I see you. And thank you, Sienna, for uh, writing, writing in, sis. We sure do appreciate it. Hi, Jaden Kia. My name is Tasha. And first things first, I want to say I love your podcast. And as a married mother of two girls, I can totally relate. And listening has gotten me through being on sick leave from work for the past month and a half. Oh, we hope you Aww, feel better. Feel sis. Better. Anyway, enough about me. I wanted to give a graduation shout out to my firstborn, Lanesha, who will be graduating from Cane Bay High School in Somerville, South Carolina on June 3rd. Come she on. is graduating in the top 10% of her class and mm. has a 4.3 GPA. 4.3. It stops at 4. That's but Lanesha said, Lanesha said, I'll actually take the 4.3. Thank you. Uh, Lanesha will be attending Winthrop University, majoring in elementary education. She is a member of the marching band, the National Honor Society, the Beta Club, and was named Distinguished Teacher Cadet of the Year. She was also crowned Miss Senior in yes. the Miss Kane Bay pageant. So basically, she's popping in all areas. Absolutely. Yes, she is. I'm sure you both can see why my husband and I are so proud. Thank you both so much for being Black Girl Magic personified. Shout out to you. Thank you, Tasha. And shout out to you, Lanesha. I see you out here. You are doing it yes and you're in your prime so you better eat it up she's so precious too adorable she is and happy belated mother's day to you tasha mm -hmm. all right hi jade and kia i want to shout out my homegirl amanda twitty on friday may 12th she graduated with a master of marketing degree from the owen graduate school of business at vanderbilt university hey. i met amanda last fall as a first year phd student at vanderbilt university and member of team typing somewhat fast with typos that's Listen. real she and I met after running into each other at the same events. We quickly realized that we had similar tastes in all things popular culture. She also introduced me to the Getting Grown podcast and many other pop culture gems. Hey. Congratulations, Amanda. Mm -hmm. Girl, you made it. Best, Shay. Thank you, Shay, for writing in. And congratulations, Amanda. And thank you, Amanda, for putting putting your friend on. Yes. And that thank is everybody for our listening. last. Yeah. Thank you all. Hey. Congratulations to all of our graduates. Um in all age brackets <laughs> like from kindergarten all, all the way to the phd 
That's we right. We appreciate everybody for sending this in, sending in your shout outs and shouting out your loved ones and friends. I think it's important. I know that some people don't want to hear it, but listen, as long as I'm around, we are going to shout out people who are typing fast because this is important work and you guys are doing. And I just want to speak your names. That's it. All of you, each and every one of you. That's it. So let's move right on into the kitchen table. <laughs> I'm getting like um, the Mesa. Huh. Is that Mesa Cocina? Mesa oh de Lord. Cocina? Yeah. It's time for the kitchen table. It's time for the kitchen table. It's cocina time for the kitchen table. It's time for the kitchen table. It's like the percolator, but not. Yeah, and it's international. <laughs> I added a little reggaeton to it. <laughs> Is that what that was? Yeah, it's Cocina de Mesa. Basura caliente. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Is that racist? I'm not trying to be offensive. No, we're speaking Spanish. So I re- uh this week at Round the Kitchen Table, we're gonna talk about friends. What about your friend? Speaking of TLC, Uh-oh. you know I would be remiss. Oh. I would be remiss. I would be remiss. I would be remiss. I would be remiss in not acknowledging or at least asking you if you had the opportunity to see that interview with T-Boz and Rosanda. First of all, I ain't banged with Rosanda since her reality show when I realized that she was cat shit ass crazy. (laughs) So I was like, you in this unreasonable list of demands that you want in a nigga are enough to make me shut you up forever. But I clicked on that interview and I watched it. And I was disgusted as I thought I would be. <laughs> I was like, what in the hell are you talking about? Okay, so before we get into Chili's comments, I have to say that I was completely distracted by T-Boss sitting over there in that gold jacket. Because didn't she look like one of them hams off a of supermarket suite? Remember, remember when supermarket suite, you could only get five gold wrap hams? Soon as I saw her over there sitting in that chair, I just was like, she looked like one of them hams off Supermarket Suite. <laughs> so I know that this is not going, this is not going to bode well for this you, girl. This is not just, going to go well. This is not going to bode well for her. I don't even know if there's anything other than to say, getting other to say, other, is there anything else to say other than, chili girl. <laughs> First of all, how many, I, I want to know what her supply of toothbrushes looks like. And I'm like, those edges those is baby hairs her baby hairs are baby like there's no baby ears sorry guys i had like something in my hand and i dropped it on the table because i'm clumsy and i lost my point i was like what's happening right now um I, i'm distracted her baby hairs t-boz's uh gold flake jacket i mean gold leaf honey she sat over there looking like I don't even. I, I'm sw- I, listen. Just a ham. She looked like a ham. She looked like a ham. <laughs> I don't really care too much about what Chili said because you know I checked out as soon as you saw that jacket. <laughs> as soon as I well, the jacket was one thing, but then when she started talking and I realized that she was moving her mouth, but nothing was coming out. <laughs> I was like, Girl, well, okay. Mm-hmm. I I'm over Chili. I don't really have much for her. I told you I tuned her out a long time ago. I couldn't even allow myself to get upset because she's just, she's foolish. And I can't take anybody seriously who gels their baby hairs down like that. 
Yeah. Chili started the movement. Well, she's responsible for she is a lot of the baby hair bangs that we see. Yeah, like on the presently. shade room when we see those like weave and and installation ads, and they have an unnecessary amount of baby hair. Nobody under the age, nobody over the age of four should have baby hair like that. <laughs> and I don't take you seriously if you do. So if you're talking to me, it doesn't sound like nothing. Wah, 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 That's it. But anyway, let's get back to the kitchen table. We're going to talk about friendships. And as we get older, there, you know, we may find ourselves in situations where friendships that once were, you know, nurturing and they fed us in in particular ways, they no longer feed us in the ways that they used to. Yep. So what do we do then? Um, I guess as the kick off the conversation, I will ask you, do you think that you can outgrow people? Absolutely. You outgrow people in so many forms and facets in your life and so many different stages in your life. You outgrow people all the time. Like you outgrow outgrow people in elementary, junior high, high school, romantically, college, and then even into your adulthood. Um, So I think it's very possible. What about you? I agree. I think that um, anything that is not changing and growing is dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I think that, like you said, in every phase of your life, you're going to move and transition through different relationships. And it's just mm-hmm. a part of life. But I think the difficulty that we push up against is that there comes kind of like a light bulb moment, at least for me. I think there becomes a a, a particular moment in time where the lights turn on and you start to see the world differently and that lights switch the flip the flip of the switch happens at different points for all of us and it's very um it's often that you know you and your friends don't reach that uh same point at the same time Mm -hmm. and and in those cases it seems like you know you're growing apart um, has that happened to you? What were some of the signs of that? Um, was it absolutely? Yeah, I was mean, it like a challenging experience, or was it something that you just kind of like took with took it all in stride? It's it's um I think it depended upon the friendship and the relationship that I had with that person. I've had people where uh it you know maybe a friendship has abruptly ended and i wasn't quite sure why but that's not really outgrowing a friendship that's just kind of like a ghost situation mm-hmm. but then there are other people where i've outgrown the friendship and it kind of got to a point where it was like i don't even really notice that we're not friends anymore and then i kind of looked up one day and we're not friends anymore and i think when it comes to those type of people i'm not going to call them disposable cuz that's diminishing whatever <laughs> you had in that moment but if you look up in your life and somebody's not there and you're like, you didn't even notice that a year had gone by and that person was not really in your life. Maybe that wasn't the most, you know, that didn't have, it wasn't the friendship with the most substance or had, you know, like a, a super solid foundation. But um, it's definitely happened to me. It's definitely happened to me at different stages in my life. I was just talking to a friend the other day <clears throat> and I was telling him how, you know, you, I've, I was, I've, I'm a completely different person at so many different levels in my life. Like at 32, I'm not the same as I was at 30. I'm not the same as I was at 27. I'm not the same as I was at 25. 
You know what I mean? And I've changed so much over the years, just in my wants, my desires and my goals and where I'm going with certain things that it's inevitable that you're going to end up, you know, maybe not rocking with some of the same people that you did before. Mm. What about you? Um, Absolutely. I think that, like you said, what happens... <clears throat> Like every 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 phase of your life, you come across different people, and you have your priorities shift. Mm-hmm. And and just because something is not as important to you as it once was, it doesn't mean that it's not important at all. Right. It's just not as important as it once was at this point. Mm-hmm. So, um, for me, I have definitely shifted and grown and. Um, one of the things that have kind of helped me to kind of navigate those instances where it was like, oh, my goodness, I feel myself growing. Um, not even I don't even want to say growing out of friendship or growing out of a relationship, but you just find that there's some some distance mm-hmm. Um like growth will kind of set you at some distance with with people. And it's no shade to them. It doesn't mean that you like them any less or anything like that. One mm-hmm. of the things that kind of had that kind of helps me keep perspective in that is for me to be cognizant of what how I have defined that relationship and what that friendship has meant or meant or means to me. Right. Um and that has kind of helped me to kind of navigate future communications in instances where I feel like I might be growing apart with someone. Mm -hmm. If I can remain conscious of how, you know, how I view this, view this relationship um, and speak my, speak my truth, speak the truth of my experience with respect to that. Mm -hmm. uh, It's, it's, I have found that that has helped me to, you know, when you when people ask you where you been or what you've been, you know, like, you know, what's up? Have you ever been confronted by somebody who was like, you know, you don't bang with us no more? Like, yeah. Um, and in that instance, like, what do you what do you say? What was your response? Uh, I had a situation like that um, with a with a friend at the time who hit me up and was like, yo, you didn't invite me to such and such. And like that hurt my feelings. And I'm, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of approached it in a way where I was just like, grow up. Like people, <laughs> people grow apart. <laughs> like it happens. Like, you know, you life got in the way, life gets in the way for you. Life has gotten in the way for me. And, you know, things happen and we just don't communicate as frequently as we do. And when that happens, you kind of drift away from somebody and they kind of leave your, your, your thoughts I'm like, so when it comes to my initial invitations, of course, the first people I'm going to think about are people that I'm in constant communication with and who have like a large impact on my life at the time. And I'm sorry if you feel that way. I know that's a really passive apology. I know that like I generally hate when people give those apologies, but it is one of those things where it's like a friendship is is, a, is an effort on both on both parties. So if you're not putting forth the same effort that I'm putting forth and then you're going to present your feelings to me, well... I'm going to I'm going to come back at you like this cuz I'm like what you like the girl don't act like you just been blowing my phone up and I just <laughs> been like ignoring you <laughs> like we got to this place because both of us had things going on and that that's just what happens so that's kind of how right. I approached it I probably wouldn't approach every situation like that I actually had a friend 
call me today who I've been friends with for the last 17 years. And we've been really, really close friends. And uh, we live in different places. Um, <clears throat> but she called me. She sent me a text first. And she was like, I really miss you. I need to talk to you. Um, and so I called her. And at one point in the conversation, she was like, I was really afraid that you were going to pull away from me because we hadn't talked in so long. And I know that that was on me. Like she admitted that it was on her that we hadn't really talked. Um, and I told her, I said, you know, girl, there are certain people who I'm, you know, I'll, I won't hear from, and I know there might be a problem. And then there are other people. And I know that there are things going on. I was like, and the only thought that I ever had was I'm going to remind me to cuss you out next time I talk to you and like, right. keep it pushing because we have that very solid and strong foundation in our friendship that has been built over time. Um, and somebody that I truly value. So it just really all depends on the relationship that you have with the person, I think, as to how you kind of approach those situations if you're presented with them. Have you had anybody ever approach you about maybe growing distant or have you had similar experiences? Yeah, um, I think one of the things that I have actually struggled with is... Oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> personally, I do not... I don't, I try to make it a practice. Like friendships are relationships. So they're mm -hmm. bi-directional, right? Mm -hmm. So I try not to reach a conclusion about a relationship by myself. Exactly. So before I assume, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that's, that's my problem. Um, I did have an instance when um, someone who I was close with, um, really close with at a certain time, worked together. We were colleagues. We would see each other all the time. Um, so that relationship, it wasn't a relationship of convenience, but, you know, because we were in the same space, we became close. Um, and, you know, when we left, when I left the position and ultimately left the state and, you know, just by virtue of us not having that same level of access, we did not communicate as much. But, um, uh, she reached out to me after graduation mm -hmm. and was just like, I don't know if you're moving back to New York, um, but I was hoping that we could be friends again. It took me back because I was just like, well, I didn't know that we had stopped being friends because yeah. we had not had a conversation where you, number one, voiced to me that you felt some kind of way about us not communicating as much as uh, you would have liked or we used to or whatever. Mm -hmm. And B... Did I say one or did I say A? I said A, right? I, I always so. do that. Anyway, I'd be like A and number Two. three. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean, my second point, I guess I should say, <laughs> is that, um, I never, we never had a conversation. So why would I assume that we wasn't friends no more? Mm -hmm. um, Cause I feel like if, if I'm your friend, like if, if you do something to me, you know this about me, sis. Mm -hmm. If you do something to me before I, talk to somebody else or, you know, ask the other group of friends. Like, I'm not going to ask Crystal, like, do you think that, that, right. that Jade is upset with me? I'm going to be like, sis, what, what's good? Yeah. Um. So I have had to deal with that. And in those cases, um, I have since used that as kind of like a metric or a meter mm -hmm. for like, you know, what kind, like what kind of friendship 
that I ha- I have with this person because I still right. believe that I'm still friends with this girl. We mm-hmm. were able to, you know, have a conversation and I was able to voice for her like, okay, I didn't know that that's where you were. But now that I do know that we can talk about what we can do to move forward. Um, but you should never, like, you should never, f- don't reach conclusions. <laughs> don't, don't right. reach conclusions about a relationship by yourself. Um, don't assume that, you know, somebody is feeling a certain kind of way um, or don't assume anything based off of behavior that you don't without having confirmed that. Unless they're blatantly, um, I, unless they're blatantly showing you. Right. Unless unless it's blatantly obvious, unless it's blatantly obvious. Like if she had hit me up so many, so many times and I had not responded to her, then that would be mm-hmm. another conversation. But right. it wasn't that that wasn't the case. It was just like, you know, she was out. She she has a husband and children and I'm out here trying to get this degree. And I just figured that my us not communicating wasn't because of me. It was because both of us are out here leading lives and doing things. So um, I would say in what I have learned from these experiences is that, you know, to pay attention. Absolutely. How people respond um, in those instances tells you a lot about how they see your relationship. And if mm-hmm. in, in that case, and, and, and when that happens, I should say, you can, um, and, and you don't like, like, you know, and it tells you something about the relationship that you don't like or you didn't know and you want to make changes about it, then is your opportunity to address it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's really critical and really, really key moving forward. Like, when we were in high school, when we were in college, we were in graduate school, and we saw people every day, uh, every day, all the time. Naturally, when you move and everyone's in different spaces, the dynamics of your communication is going to change. But that doesn't always have to mean that someone is feeling some kind of way. Right. Um, because when we grown, we use our words. Am I right? That's it. That's <laughs> like, it. So words mean things. Words mean things. Shout out to Crystal. But I just... um. Yeah, so I feel like I answered the question, but didn't. But I still. Nah, you answered it. <laughs> okay. I mean, you, it's an all-encompassing. <laughs> I have a question for you. So, have you ever had to? So, we're talking about growing out of uh, out of relationships. Um, but have you ever had to distance yourself or like kind of separate yourself willingly from a relationship? Um. Or a friendship. Yes, I think that. Um, I have had friendships where, so like, sometimes you grow out of the box that people put you in when they say it again. Ooh, say it again. (laughs) Say it again. So like, and and that's fair, and it's no shade, and it's not like, um, it's not. I'm not taking digs or anything. Mm -hmm. I just know that. When I was younger or in different phases in, in, in times in my life, who I was in those relationships um, is not who I am right now. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like so there will be things that I would let slide, things that I probably wouldn't speak up about. And it's not even things directly to me, like not about like personal offenses, but just like general, like things mm-hmm. that things that didn't bother me at one point may bother me now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. I, I I used to be the girl who would just be easy going and go along to get along. So if you wanted to go out to the club and my feet was hurting and I still wanted to, you know, I, I didn't want you to go by yourself. I would go with you. That might have been the case when I was 22. 
<laughs> but now, you know what I'm saying? I might be more inclined to be like, girl, my feet hurt. <laughs> so, so, right. so I'm, and it's, and, Damn, bitch, my feet. Right. And so I think that there are, there are times that, to answer your question, I have had part, parts of me have changed. Mm-hmm. I think for the better mm-hmm. <laughs> because, mm-hmm. you know, I've come into myself. I've, I felt more confident and comfortable to speak my truth and to say my opinions. And sometimes that does not always gel with the people who you uh, associate yourself with and people may start to feel away. Mm-hmm. Now it is a conversation that has to be had at least one time where, you, you know, People be like, oh, well, since when kid get all this mouth? Or since when you start feeling yeah. away? Or since when all of this? And at which point you can say, I'm grown and I'm allowed to change my mind. <laughs> I'm grown and I'm allowed to, you know, but you can address it and you can. And if you let the person know that it is not a personal thing and it's not towards them, this is just where you are. But if they continue to take that personally and, you know, proceed from that point in the relationship to mm-hmm. make the relationship about, that about that mm-hmm. issue versus about you know y'all actually talking about things and connecting and supporting and growing and caring about one another then that might be an instance where you will have to uh you know distance yourself mm-hmm. i've i've not been in this is- instance personally but there have been um people who i who i know friends of mine mutual friends I mean friends Mm -hmm. of mine who have you know used to in college they used to drink a whole lot or they you know I don't know partied a lot Mm -hmm. um and that's what they were on when they were in that phase of their life um but as they've grown and changed and matured and or just shifted their focus onto other things and they don't do that anymore um it's not about not or being better or feeling like you're better than or have arrived or judging where you once come from, because I mean, you were once in that position, but it's more Mm -hmm. about just like not being on that anymore. And, but people still judging them or, you know, for it, or you just kind of like not willing to let that part of them go. Oh, I remember when you used to (laughs) like being that person. Right. But not even in like a fun way. Like right. I have a friend who and 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 it's really nice. Like we've been friends since we were 21 and we're at a time where both of us have children the exact same age. Like we both told each other about our pregnancies at the exact same time. And she used to be a wild girl. <laughs> she used to be, go on like uh, what is it? Bar crawls and binge drink and be <laughs> passed out and come back and tell me stories about this, that and the third and now she's like this super dedicated mom and part of this like children's book club mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And it's nice to be able to have those types of conversations and to be able to grow with a person like that. But there are times when I like I've had to distance myself from a person. And it's really sad, too, when my whole thing about it is like I'm not fighting with my friends. Right. So if we're not paying bills together and we don't lay down next to each other at night. You don't know me in that way. We don't need to be fighting like that. Like that, we should be adults about it and be able to communicate our differences and move past that as individuals without having some sort of without having some sort of altercation. And then, furthermore, I feel like with a certain person, and in this particular instance, this is what happened. If you're constantly making excuses 
for a person based off of their background or what you know about them that other people don't know about them. And you're constantly, constantly having to do that and make excuses for why this person is not a nice person or whatever the case. That's not somebody that's really adding anything beneficial to your life. And I had a situation like that where I got into it with a friend because she didn't like something. And we had a conversation about it and we're adults. So my whole thing about it is we're not going to agree on everything. We live our lives differently. So we're not going to agree on everything. But if we can respect one another, then we can move forward. She couldn't respect the fact that I disagreed with her. So we kind of went our separate ways after like a six year friendship. You know what I'm saying? In situations like that, it's sad, but it's necessary. And then at the end of the day, like, I'm like, I have to always make excuses for her. Every group of friends I introduce her to there, she's an awful person to every single one of them. There's a common denominator. And this is among people who have never met each other. So when I, it was a draining friendship. So I had to distance myself out of that friendship. I had to step away from there and be like, you know what? This is not even healthy for me. Sometimes that's the case too. I mean, and I think that that is more than fair because there will be times where it's like, you know, um, you find yourself in a relationship and it's just not fun anymore. Like we, mm-hmm. you, and it's not, and I, it's not because I don't like you. It's not because I think that you're a terrible person or a hateful person or we just don't have fun anymore. I don't have fun with you anymore. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and that's maybe because we're in different spaces. Um, and I think that that's okay. Uh, and in those cases, um, sometimes I feel like life will distance you from people. God will, will, (laughs) if you, if, if you will, (laughs) Um, will. because, because, uh, I don't know in the, in, in times where I have found myself not stressed out, but, you know, feeling like. I'm leaning more towards a change of perspective or a change mm-hmm. of scenery or a different outlook. Like I see the world a lot differently than I did when I graduated from high school. I see the world a lot differently than I graduated or than I did when I graduated from college. I see myself differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so naturally um, I'm going to change. My opinions are going to change. And I think that that's fair. I think that everybody has that right. Um, And then sometimes, like you said, you just get tired of arguing. And I think like if if you get I have had relationships where I felt like we did way more fussing than we did having fun. And when we when we were having fun, like, okay, let me ask you this. Have you felt like what what happens in group friendships or what happens when it's a large group of friends and you find yourself falling out of the mix with one or two people in the group? Or the whole group itself? Like what happens then? Well, you know, when you get, when you have a dynamic like that, that makes things extremely awkward. When you have a dynamic where you've fallen out with maybe one or two people in a group of friends and you guys especially are a tight knit group, group of friends. Um, but I think in those particular situations, that's where you have to value your individual relationships with people and grow up. You know what I'm saying? Because there are going to be certain people in the group that you're going to click with more than others. That's just how it is. You know, there might be a couple people who branch off and they hang out a little bit more than maybe all of you all together. And that's okay as well. 
But if you've fallen out with one or two of them and it can make the situation awkward, you need to communicate. It's the first thing you said, open your mouth. You need to talk to them and figure out what the problem is. And if it's something that you can't work past, you might just need to focus on the individual relationships with the people that you still have um, a good connection with and you guys still have things in common and you still have a friendship and, 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 and just cultivate those. And that's my whole thing with friendships in general is don't focus on the ones that are draining you and that are, that are not healthy for you. Focus on the ones that are helping you to flourish and the ones that are, are coming from a solid foundation and people who are helping you to grow as you grow as a person. And you guys can respect one another and your differences, but encourage one another at the same time. Like that's where I feel like you need to be putting your energy. That's where I try to put my energy now. And that's one thing that I've learned, especially as I've gotten older to really put um, my care into those relationships that matter and, and focus on those as opposed to the ones that might drain me. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I think we get, we have gotten emails from people who have grown out of friendships or find themselves in a place, um, you know, at this older stage of life um, where they feel like they don't have friends and they're asking like, what do you do? How do you make friends at this age? Um, Mm -hmm. And I thought about that when you were talking because I think that sometimes we fall out of relationships with people, friendships with people, because it might be a sign that we need to cultivate a better relationship with ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I found, I have found myself in instances with people where um, groups of friends where I have, been drained by a friendship and found myself questioning like, why is this impacting me so Mm -hmm. much? Um, And reflecting, reflecting and thinking about it has shown me that I had put way too much, um, like you said, energy or into a relationship with, with people. And I had relied Mm -hmm. on that relationship with people to validate me in ways where I should have been validating and affirming and encouraging myself. Um, yeah. I think that when you are comfortable and confident and secure and, um, you know, completely okay with who you are, irrespective of who you're associated with, mm-hmm. then it's a lot easier for you to maintain healthy relationships, healthy friendships with the people who you find yourself um, coming into contact with. Um, yeah. And perhaps... You know, it, like don't be afraid to be by to be by yourself. Um, don't, and, be and don't be afraid to be by yourself and growing out of friendships. Don't be afraid to be by yourself and growing out of romantic relationships. Don't be afraid because you, there are in ways in learning how to be a friend and to be in friendships. You have to learn what you need, and sometimes you cannot do that um, mm-hmm. dependent upon people for you know, everything mm-hmm. you like, sometimes it requires you to spend time with yourself. I have to figure out what Kia likes to do. Um, and not just like, not just going along, like what does Kia really like to do on Saturdays instead of right. what the, what the girls are doing and Kia's just going because she was invited. What does Kia want to do? Like, right. <laughs> Kia, Kia want to go to brunch. Yes. There are times where Kia wants to go to brunch and, 
But there are also times when Kia wants to stay home and watch a Lifetime movie. <laughs> like, does Kia want to, you know, go to happy hour? Or does Kia just want to go get her toes done and then go home um, and, you know, wash her clothes? Like, there, there, these are things... And sometimes we get swept away and wanting to be out and be social and doing things for with friends mm-hmm. for the sake of doing things with friends. But be out and be social and get your life by yourself, uh, Shibubu. Let me tell you, I will get dressed. I will get up in the morning on a Saturday. I will get dressed and put on a face or not if I don't feel like it. But if I feel like it, I put on a face and an outfit and I will walk the mall. I will walk the streets buy my lonesome and I will get my life. I will get my life. And it's not because I don't have somebody, I don't have anybody to call. If I wanted to call somebody and ask them if they wanted to go with me, um, that's beautiful. But if not, I can totally go to the museum by myself. I can go to get a meal by myself. And this has come now at, you know, 34 years old. I wasn't always in that space where mm-hmm. I can, you know, go to the movies. But now, child, I go to the movies, give me a blue raspberry icy, be sitting in that joint with an open mouth cackle. Ha! By myself. <laughs> like, you would think that I am with a gang of people. I will slap my knees and just have a hearty cackle in the I movies by myself. It. This is what yeah. I'm saying. So, I just feel like in growing out of friendships, I think a lot of times we hold on to friendships that we know Mm -hmm. are over or we Mm -hmm. hold on to relationships and situations that we know are not feeding us. They're stressing us out. Like you said, if you you don't, I don't fight with my friends. Mm -hmm. I tell my friend how I feel. I didn't like it when you said A, B, C, and D. When you did X, Y, Z, that made me feel away. We can, we should be able to have a conversation about it and move forward. I don't want to have to sit around. Exactly. I don't want to have to sit around and have a come to Jesus meeting over tapas and we sitting around going back and forth about the he said, she said, nah. I've done that. It didn't serve. You know what I'm saying? I'm not interested in just proving, proving a point. You nah. right. I'm a terrible friend. <laughs> you got it. I'm, I'm <laughs> awful. Bad. But I, if we like, okay, so now what? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I think that a lot of times we hold on to stuff. Because we're afraid of being by ourselves and Mm -hmm. ain't nothing wrong with it. No. And another thing is that, you know, how we talked about, you know, some of the some of the letters we've read before from people who are in school and they said, well, I failed this test. And we said, well, this gives you an opportunity to do better the next time, to learn where your weaknesses were. It's the same thing with growing out of these friendships. If you notice um, actively that you are growing out of a friendship or you have grown out of a friendship, take that time to do some self-reflection. Like he has said, like, you know, go walk the mall, go to the movies, go do what you have to do, but also meditate and take some mm-hmm. self, use that as an opportunity to reflect on yourself, to see how good of a friend you were, where you could have gone differently, how you would react differently in a different relationship with somebody else. Like focus on yourself and where your strengths and your weaknesses were as well so that you can continue to be a good friend to people in the future. And I also feel like I need to say take responsibility because I'm not sitting over here saying, oh, I am a stellar friend to all my friends. All of my friends love me. That's not what I'm saying. There are times where I've been selfish. There are times where I've been Mm -hmm. messy. There are times where I have been, uh, you know, inappropriate. There's times where I've been hurtful and I've done things Mm -hmm. that I didn't have no business doing. Um, 
But and I and I've acknowledged that and I've apologized um, and tried to make amends. But that doesn't mean right. like making amends and reconciling does not mean that you have to rejudge the friendship if the friendship is over. Um, right. Or it doesn't mean that you have to reconnect in the same way that you once did. Now, there are people who I was close with in high school um, that I haven't talked to in 15 years, but then I'll see them again and we'll pick up. You know what I'm saying? So. Right. There's no finite unless I mean, there are circumstances where it's like, you know, someone has done something terribly offensive or <laughs> right. I don't know. there are some instances yeah. where you know, man. it's like, yeah, there's some like, well, this door is closed sis, and it's not going it's to open ever again. again. No, um, paint it over. It. Right. So um, but I, I for the most part feel like. I don't have no beef, like literally, like like Tamar Braxton says. I don't. The only person I have beef with is the devil. Like that's it. Like that whatever, is it. whatever instances, whatever, like whatever beef we may have had, whatever things that went on, how all those many years ago, if we had a conversation and I've made peace with it, I've let it go. I don't have. I don't feel no kind of way about it to the mm-hmm. point where if I were to see that person again, I wouldn't speak or whatever, what have you. Well, um, <laughs> there you go. I, I mean, mean <laughs> no. I mean, if we if we've talked it out and we've you know we've hashed it out and it just is what it is and we've just kind of gone our separate ways in life. Of course, like I see you in the street, I'm gonna say hello to you. You know, we can see how the other one is doing and we can keep it pushing. But there are also situations there. People where it's been like, "All right, well, we're not friends no more." And when I see you in the street, pass me straight. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So, like we Ooh. don't really have no words to exchange. Like I don't yeah. really need to. I don't have nothing to hold on with you. I ain't got nothing to say to you. You ain't got nothing to say to me. So let's just not even waste our time. That's fair. But <laughs> you know, different strokes. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, and I, that does happen. Toya and I, my best friend Toya and I, always talk about how we be sitting in rooms with people, especially dudes. Like you, a date a dude, you'll see a dude. You you've gone out with a dude, and you know that ship has sailed. You went out with him. You don't want to go out with him again, and you you stop answering your phone. You ghost him or whatever. Um, <laughs> But you run into him again. Child, have no problem sitting up in there and looking through you like a window like I have never seen you before <laughs> in my life. Like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yo, I, what? I have a story. I have to tell this. This is so funny. <laughs> it was actually at my wedding. So I was there. Me. Yes, you were. You did my face. I did. Um, I was there and me and my husband made the age old mistake of trying to hook up friends. <laughs> so we, you know, they, they had conversation and, you know, they exchanged pictures and they, you know, friended each other on Facebook and they communicated and then he kind of ghosted her, mm. but she got to my wedding um, and she's beautiful. So she got to my wedding and they both kind of looked through each other. <laughs> I'm so good at it. She was like, she was so good at it. She was like, hi, would you, do you guys need anything to drink? Is everybody okay? Like, I'm just checking on all of the guests. She was checking on everybody because that's the type of person that she is. But she act like she ain't never had a conversation with this nigga a day in her life. I'd be like, because at the end of the day, it's your word against mine. That's it. If I say, I don't know who you are and you say, you know me, I'd be like, really? Hmm. Fascinating. No, I have had. I don't really ghost niggas though, because I, I, I would straight up cut. No, that's a lie. I have ghosted niggas in the past, what? but I've also straight up. I have. I had one nigga who tried, who took me on a date. Oh God, let me he tell took you, me on a date, 
And I met him under the um I met him under the goggles of my of, of Hennessy. So dangerous. dangerous. A very dangerous Ooh. path to cross. Dangerous. So I met this nigga under the goggles of Hennessy and you know, he was so nice and poetic in his text messages. And I asked my my cousins and them, I was like, yo, what does he look like? And they were poetic like, yo, he looks text good. Messages. Yeah. <laughs> you know um, what I'm saying? Like he had poetic text messages. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So he was like, I'm going to take you on a date. That is so good. <laughs> it was, it was, ve- well, wait, wait on it. Wait. Oh, he He's like, I'm going to take you on a date. Cool. Um, I'm, can I pick you up? Yes, you can pick me up. I told him he can pick me up from my job and we would go straight on. So he picked me up from my job. I said, where are we going? We're going to go to this Spanish place that I love. Um, it's a really good. I said, okay, what's it called? He was like, Chipotles. What? <laughs> I said, okay. First of all, <laughs> Spanish place. <laughs> You know New York niggas. You know we say Spanish for everything. Uh, Everybody's Spanish, which is so politi- politically incorrect. That is awful. Even, even Spanish people be like Spanish. Like, what you serve? Spanish and American food. This nigga, So he said Chipotles. I said Chipotle? Chipotle? Yeah, Chipotle. Sir, first of all, it's Chipotle, which is named after a pepper. I lost my mind. You know me and food. Oh, my God. So I was like, all right. So, you know, cooled off. We went to Chipotle's. Mm-hmm. And um, and then as it progressed, he like one day he hit me up. and was like, I'm downstairs because remember, he picked me up from my job. So he showed up to my job and he's like, I brought you lunch. This nigga didn't really have a real job. So he. <laughs> Brought me like this lunch in this Tupperware. And while I greatly appreciate the gesture, as we have spoken about previously, I don't want your spaghetti or <laughs> tamale stained Tupperware. And <laughs> that is exactly what he brought to me with something inside of it that I could not recognize. I was not eating that for the love of Christ. So, you know, I was like, thank you so much. But can I just tell you, like, never show up to my job again unannounced. Like, please don't ever do that again. And then after that, I couldn't really, I couldn't get with him no more. I couldn't get with, I found out that this nigga lived in the projects. I was like, where do you live? And there's nothing wrong with the projects. My family is from the projects through and through. But I said, where do you live? Oh, I live in Manhattan. Okay. So do you live in Harlem or the Lower East Side? (laughs) It's so vague. Where do you live? I live like uh, 20, you know, like near Chelsea. Do you what? do you live in the projects? He's like, yeah. Why didn't you just say that? <laughs> <laughs> like same projects that the Wayans brothers grew up in. Like <laughs> all of them, all nineteen of them. I know the projects. Just tell me that you live there. So he has to go make an errand while we're out, and um, apparently he fixes like playstations and shit. I don't know if he sells himself on Craigslist. Not sure. And so he had to deliver a PlayStation to this nigga. He had me in the hallway when he went inside to go get the PlayStation. All of a sudden I hear, Anthony, who is that? And he's like, nobody, ma. And I'm in the hallway. I was like, I can never do this again. I can never, ever. This nigga took me to Chipotle's. He pronounced it wrong. He fixes PlayStations. (laughs) He lied about where he lives. And now his mother is screaming in the hallway. Who is outside of this door? 
You was I Jody. will never again. So I did. I ghosted the shit out of that nigga. But everybody else. <laughs> oh, my fallback game is me. My fallback game is me. Weave. 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 Have you ever seen that video? Weave. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> it's this nigga going through the streets of New York. And he's like squaring up with niggas. And then he's like weave. Oh my God. Weave. Weave. Bob, I'm weave, sorry. Bob, weave. <laughs> Weave. <laughs> I'm telling you. No, I'm raggedy. I'm sorry. I no, like real ignorant shit. You. My fallback game is mean. Mean. I'm, mean. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at because it. Sometimes just, you got to fall back from a nigga. so short. Especially from boys. Like from, from not friends. Not friends so nah. much. But nah. like niggas that you see, like niggas, well, I want to take you out. All right. And you yeah. go out with a nigga. Sometimes you have a lapse in judgment and you'll give, you'll give a nigga your contact information. Oh, I remember the days. And it's like, oh my God, what on earth was I thinking, Jesus? Like, oh what on earth was oh. I thinking? What was oh, I thinking? I did, I did that with the I'm Jamaican. so good. I'm so good on at like not responding to, to text yeah. messages and like disappearing. Where you been? Who? What? what? Who is this? <laughs> what? <laughs> I usually what? just shut niggas down. Like, don't ever call my phone again. And let me tell you what I'm not doing. I'm not changing my number. Oh, I've never like, had to change my number. I'm not changing my number. I will you. I will cut you off. Don't contact my phone anymore. <laughs> and I'm not changing my number for you, nigga. I've and I'm not going out of my way to block you either. No, I'm not changing. I've, I've changed my number one time, but it wasn't because of no nigga. Uh... I just got a new phone. <laughs> That's but, it. Um, I've had two numbers in my entire adulthood. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I have had said, I have said to to guys like, don't call my phone anymore. But <laughs> I have certainly said that. But I just always come across people who are persistent. What tangent? Oh Lord, we've been on a tangent for the last twenty minutes. It's fine. The people were like, oh, I like the longer shows. I hope so. so Sorry, guys. This fur- this further affirms our uh, our resolution that all Ryans are trash. Oh, father. So I'm, I met this nigga and he smelled nice and he was, you know, he looked good. And he was like, it was raining outside. I met him at a fundraiser. So he was like, oh, let me, you know, I, I can drop you off. The weather is nasty. I'm like, all right, cool. So on the way, he's like, you want to grab something to eat? Sure. Grab something to eat. Had a nice conversation in the car. Had a nice conversation. Went to go grab some food. So, you know, go back. He drops me off at my house. Of course, I'm not letting this nigga in because I'm like, I just met you. Um, then... The next time, like, it was another, like, it fate, like, we just didn't contact each other anymore. And then he hit me up one day out the blue, like, hey, how you doing? How's everything going? Everything is good. His name was Ryan. How's everything good? Everything is going really well. <clears throat> how have you been? I've been really good. It's nice to hear from you. He's like, yeah, what are you up to today? Oh, I got some errands to run, some stuff to do. What about you? I got, I'm getting ready to go hit the streets. I got a, he, he was an African drummer. I got to go do some drumming and blah, 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 blah. All right, great. He's like, yeah, before, you know, I get ready for the day, you want me to send you a picture of my cock? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we could have, you to have point a out whole this. show about unsolicited dick pictures. We could have Please. a whole segment 
about sure unsolicited dick pictures because when I Kitchen feel... Table talk next week. <laughs> oh my God. We're going to have to let the people know that that's going to be a week of explicit conversation. But listen, I... I'm going to save the rest of that story. Oh I'm just going to leave it there. But yeah. That's the was... easiest way. That's the easiest way to sell. Yeah. And before we could block niggas on the iPhones, Toy used to put <laughs> niggas in the parental controls. Remember when you used to have to... You could put parental controls on your joint. Like on your, for like you could child proof yes. your phone. Yes. You used to have a list of niggas, and if you didn't want niggas to call your phone, you just put them in parental controls. It would not come through. It was like the block before the blockation happened on iPhone. I have never done that. I literally would put them in my phone as DNAs. So all of them had DNAs, and that just, I didn't know who was who. They were literally all saved under a DNA. Do not answer. <laughs> so I used to save them as the past. <laughs> used to say them as the past so it'd be like girl the past is calling i will not respond i'm moving forward i'm moving forward moving forward I'm toya moving. is hilarious we was on bethany we was on the bethany show for toya shenanigans that's that whole show was about toya dating niggas and them in her phone as the past and i had i got to be the best friend sitting next to toya verifying the fact that she actually did these things Watch all of these people go run to Cody know, or right? YouTube. I love you, Toya. You Bethany. I see if I can find it and I might tweet it, but I'm, I promise. Toya had labeled those things the past. I know that's right. <laughs> I'm going to have to Ladies, call her. I'm take heed. Listen. <laughs> and when the past calls your phone, just say, I will not. I will not answer the past. I'm moving forward. And the and the key is to label all of them as the past. Like as yes. they become the past, put them all so that you don't know who is who from who. <laughs> and don't don't identify them in any way. No initials, no numbers, no nope. nothing. Just the, the past. past. The past. So all the times the past calls you. That's it. You just know like, oh, no, nope, I'm not answering that. Death is knocking. <laughs> I will not respond. I will not go with you into the darkness. You uh, see that shadowy place over there? The sunken place for real. Whoo, girl, let's wrap this up. We are just wrapping. But so yes. we have a couple. Do we want to do these? So we have a couple emails. So we're gonna merge our honesty box again into our kitchen table talk because that's just what makes the most sense. Honestly, truly. Hey, it's time for the honesty box. This young lady has asked to be referred to as the glitter auntie. She can't. Have, <laughs> she said, cause I can't have my name out in these streets. Hey, sister, love the podcast. Your combined voices are like edge replenishing, melanin fortifying, chicken soup for the soul. <laughs> no, that is beautiful. Poetic. You did bigotry. that. <laughs> thank you for just allowing all of your niggadom to flourish like that Mwah. anyway when I saw the topic for this week I damn near propelled my phone through a wall triggered I'm at the tail end of a five year relationship I'm turning 27 this year and met my boyfriend the summer of my senior year in college he's two years older our relationship was so sweet and so perfect he was my first serious boyfriend that I could see a future with Fast forward to now, we seem to have plateaued, and for the longest time, I couldn't figure out why. I knew I still loved him a lot, but being around him began to irritate me. We had so much history and yet stopped progressing. 
Then one day I dug up my old Blackberry from when we first started talking and I realized that I've been talking to the same person for five years. There's just been no growth. 21-year-old me was dealing with the same communication and maturity issues that present-day me is, except now my tolerance for the bullshit is going down. I've grown into a completely different person and he's more or less stayed the same. At this point, it's the memories that's keeping me. I find myself clinging to how amazing he made me feel when I was younger, which stops me every time I try and fail to leave him. The thought that I simply have just outgrown him upsets me since I thought we could grow together. I know what I should do, but it just hurts a lot. Some sisterly words of encouragement would be welcome. Mm -hmm. Encourage, encourage the young lady, Jade. Um, so glitter auntie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Glitter auntie. Um, I totally understand where you're coming from. Uh, when I was engaged before, we had gotten to a place where um, we just, I don't think we really liked each other very much anymore. Uh, and it was kind of like, why are we still in this situation? And it became, it, when I got out of it is when I really saw it. Um, but you are fortunate enough to be, uh, to have an eye on it currently and see where it is. Um, when I got out of it, I saw, I said, you know, if I would have ended up following through with that marriage, if everything would have gone through, I would not be in a place where I'd be happy. I'd be in a place where I'm complacent. And that's what you have to, you don't want to settle in your life. Um, and you're still young. You're, it looks like you're 26 years old. So you have time to you have time to meet somebody who is going to continue to pique that interest. And if you don't see growth with somebody and you see yourself growing, there's no way that he can be an encouragement for you. So if he can't be an encouragement for you and all you can do is be a crutch for him, that's that's just going to stifle you. So if you know what you have to do, as much as you know, it's going to hurt. Wasting time is not is not the key. Like you got to go ahead and move forward. And um, so you can get your precious time back and then take that time to self-reflect. Like, don't jump into another situation. Take that time to just meditate and kind of figure out what you want in life because you've, you've been involved with this person for the last five years. So it's time for you to figure out what you want to do. What about you, sis? Um, I'll co-sign everything that you said. Uh, when I when I was uh, reading this, I thought immediately about a podcast that I was listening to this week. Um, and mm-hmm. it was said that like expectations, um, like make or break, like they are, they are the deal breakers. Like expectation mm-hmm. is really comes down. Like it's, that's always going to be the bottom line. And yeah. what I heard from this email, what I got from it is that you're more disappointed in that this, your, your boyfriend has not met the expectation that you had for him. The relationship mm-hmm. has not lived up to the expectation that you had for it. Um, and you're holding out. Um, and we tend to do that a lot of times because we don't want to admit that our expectations were wrong (laughs) or our expectations were unfounded or that, you know, um, we just don't want to be like, well, dang, I wanted it to be this way. We don't want to surrender, uh, the plan that we have, um, to, you know, what (laughs) life had for us instead. So... I think that, like you say, you know what you need to do. You thought that you could grow together. And if and if you haven't grown together in five years, doesn't mean that you're not going to grow together ever again. Right. But, um, 
it may be time for you to at least have a conversation. I don't think Absolutely. that, you know, at least I, my, I guess my encouragement to you is, like I said, don't <laughs> arrive at any um, uh, uh, conclusions about a relationship by yourself. Mm-hmm. I would check in with him and see where he is. Let him know how you feel. And then, True. you know, I always feel like if, if when I'm in a relationship with someone, if I'm telling you that your behavior is making me feel a way and you don't mm-hmm. change it, then I know <laughs> that then, then that lets me know that this is not the relationship that I need to be in. Because when mm-hmm. you care about somebody, you're going to want to accommodate them. You're going to want to at least help them or at least help them to understand why you're doing what you're doing. Like it's it. If I tell you that you do it, Jade, you doing X, Y, Z is getting on my nerves and you say, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't know that, but you continue to do X, Y, (laughs) Z, then, you know, that's, you know, I didn't really listen to you. Exactly. And I know that my feelings are not your priority. And do you want to be in a relationship with someone where your feelings are not their priority? Right. I mean, you can look at it from two different ways. There's what I was telling you. And my advice was coming from a place of, you've already had a conversation with him. You've already, you've already crossed that bridge. You've already done everything that you could. And you see that this person is not putting forth any effort and changing. And so therefore you have to go ahead and make those steps. And maybe those steps of you walking away are going to encourage him to get his shit together because it could also be a Lawrence and Issa situation where he thinks that things are all good within the relationship. Right. And you're in this place of turmoil and, and torment. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And in that case, that's where you haven't had that conversation and you have to take Kia's words and you need to sit down and you need to open your mouth and tell him, like, I'm not happy with the circumstances right now. Like, what right. can we do to change this? Because I don't want to leave, but this is what I've seen and this is the evidence of it. And I've also kept note of it for the past five years, my nigga. Like, we've been dealing with this for a, ha- a, a half right. of a decade. Like, show him, <laughs> show him the Blackberry. Be like, nigga, look, we still talking about the same thing. Like, I just feel like this fair. It's more than fair. It's more than fair. But I have learned all. I have lots of guy friends. All my guy mm-hmm. friends always tell me in relationships that the huge, a huge difference between men and women is like, is that sometimes, not sometimes, but like most guys they don't know, like, they don't know anything unless you tell them. Like, they're not going to perceive or I think, well, how would he not know that I don't feel away? You yeah. literally have to open your mouth and use all of your words with these niggas because a nigga will hit you with a I didn't know every time. Every, every time. time. You can come up with that. I, you, I promise you, if she hadn't, I'm, she didn't say whether she did or not. But in terms of like the communication and maturity issues, if she has never had a conversation with this, with this young man and said, you know, I'm tired of talking about X, Y, Z. I'm tired of dealing with A, B, C. He, mm-hmm. he can literally be like, why? You ain't never tell me. <laughs> right. So I didn't, I, I didn't know that. As, as many times as you slammed the door, as many times you cursed him out. If you never said the words, I do not like it when you do this, then a nigga can always say, I didn't know. That's right. why I say that. Don't give him a reason to say, I didn't know. Exactly. Like, make sure you communicate through and through, because that's the breakdown of, of relationships anyway, is communication. So if it's not, if communication is not where it needs to be, then this ain't going to be where it needs to be. <clears throat> I hope that um, helps you, little auntie. 
I hope so. And if you have not had a conversation, we would strongly advise you to do so. Like, open your mouth. We're going to get shirts made that say open your mouth. Oh, that's going to be, <laughs> people going to take that to a place. You know, and those are the niggas that I don't have time for. <laughs> They're going to take that to a place. But yeah, maybe we should, maybe it should be like, use your words. Speaking of, I have gotten so many tweets about a Praise the Lord nigga t-shirt and a Team Typing Fast t-shirt. Yes. I have gotten so many it. tweets. Yo, are y'all really going to wear like merch? <laughs> that blows Hell my yeah. mind. Anyway. So we've getting grown, put out Team Typing Fast and Praise the Lord nigga t-shirts. Like y'all, y'all copping? Would y'all like for real? Leave a comment. Let us know. <laughs> anyway, because we gotta um, know. I gotta know. I'm not finna go. Don't have me out here looking stupid. I come to y'all with the t-shirts and don't nobody buy none. That would make me feel away. I'm using my words and telling y'all, so y'all can't say y'all didn't know. Um, Our next honesty box email <coughs> is titled "Recently Unengaged." Oh. Um, and I'm not going to use the young lady's name because I don't know if she wants her business out there like that. Um, so we're going to call her Jane. That's whack. It is. Because that made me think of yeah. being Mary Jane. You know that I loathe oh, and despise. Mary Jane Paul, Pauletta. So let's call her Pauletta. Pauletta. <laughs> Jesus. We're going to call her Pauletta. <clears throat> Hi, ladies. I've been going back and forth on whether or not to share this because I wasn't sure if I was ready. I am. My name is Pauletta. I'm a 28-year-old black woman from the free black nation of Detroit. And Come I'm on, free black nation. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. A little, <laughs> I know. I loved it, though. Um, a little backstory. In 2015, I found myself pregnant with my ex-boyfriend's child. He was excited, but I felt quite the opposite. As the oldest daughter of a very small Christian household, this pained me more than it excited me. Not only did I know that I wasn't prepared to be a mother <laughs> to an entire human... Um, yeah, not only did I know that I wasn't prepared to be a mother to an entire human, I was terrified of the moment I'd have to break the news to my parents. I was ashamed. So I went through it alone, not telling any family. They still don't know unless they're listening to this show. Hey, dad. Oh, that's awkward. I hope not. When the pregnancy abruptly ended eight weeks in, I became depressed. I still don't think I've truly healed, but I'm able to get out of bed now. And that's an improvement. Hmm. Our relationship problem started then. My ex was completely unsupportive. He began to argue with me regularly about how I changed so much, how I wasn't caring anymore, and how he just didn't understand. I would argue back that he'd never understand because he didn't want to. This went on until Christmas 2016 when he proposed to me in front of my family. Oh. We've been together for two years and everyone around us told us around us told us almost daily how we were such a cute couple and would have such beautiful babies. I let the pressure of our peers and my age build up so much that I said yes until one day I heard the Lord say no. I struggled with this because I didn't want to face the embarrassment, so I prayed for more clarity, and the Lord took away my shame instead. It was time for me to put myself first in a way that I never had before. A literal and figurative weight has been lifted so that the healing can begin. Paul Letta. What you got, sis? Woo! I don't, I don't got a thing. <laughs> Is Paul Letta asking me a question? Um... I guess. I don't think she is. I think, okay, Pauletta, I will say um, you have dealt with very difficult things. uh, Absolutely. But I am proud of you for listening to the Lord. (laughs) Because, I mean, (laughs) the Lord often tells us to do very difficult things. And I don't want to make this like deep and churchy. That's not what this is. But Speak to um, me. 
<laughs> I just think that mm-hmm. you, in in my opinion, you don't go wrong when you listen to the Lord. And she said she heard the Lord say no. So she got and her she said in order. Emphatically, no. No. So I will say to Pauletta that I'm proud of you. And I'm and there when I I I can um imagine that you feel this figurative weight has been lifted off of you because there is definite freedom in being obedient. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. When you feel that, when you feel something like pulling you toward, you know, I don't have no business doing this. I'm not doing this. When you, when you act, when you finally say, I'm wow. not going to do it, there is a freedom in that. So I, I, um, Pauletta girl, you probably have a, a long road uh, ahead of you in terms of all the implications of this unengagement. Um, but I'm proud of you for doing what you felt was right, what you felt like you were led to do. And um, absolutely, I support you, even though, you know, I'm just Kia. <laughs> I um, I I get it. Like, I totally understand. Like, I, won- I went through it. I 100%. And it's not me trying to... I'm not trying to Tyra the situation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, ty- you know how Tyra would be tyring. But but I was there. I was there. I was in a long-term relationship where everybody put a lot of pressure on us as to when we were going to get married. And we had a very public engagement. And I knew I, mean, I had a very public proposal. And I knew we didn't have no business under the black-ass sun getting married. <laughs> and I said yes anyway. And we continued through and had continuous problems throughout the relationship. And then the first time we planned the wedding, I postponed it myself. I said, you know, we got to we got to fix some things before we really go through with this. And then the second time he ended it, which it was devastating at the time. But when I tell you it ended up being the best decision of my life, I'm so glad that I did not go through with that. And I'm so glad that it did not go through, whether I was the one who ended it or not. I was grateful later on because my life would have been in such a different place. So just know that whatever feeling that you're currently having, you might be heartbroken. You might go through an anger phase. You might go through a deep sadness phase. You're going to get through that and you're going to come out on the other side and be like, yo, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Indeed. So that's what's up. And that's the honesty so, box, children. That's the honesty box on top of the kitchen table. <laughs> Get that box off my table. Get that box off my table. <laughs> and I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. Petty, petty. You got so petty on me. It's past the peeves. Past the peeves like we used to do. We're going to pass the peeves, y'all. And it's time for petty peeves. I'm going to go first. Um... I'm sorry if you can hear my cough drop. I've got a bit of a sore throat. Um, a lozenge. That's what my grandma said. <laughs> a lozenge. A lozenge. <laughs> um, okay, so my petty peeve is for 
drivers. Okay, this is my petty peeve. I do not oh. like it. No, no, no. I don't know if I'm going to tell the whole story. I could, but I'm not because we are already okay. late. Um, okay. I don't like, like, I just feel like there should be courtesy. Like, be courteous as a driver. Being courteous means that you should acknowledge when you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And you should act like you should not take any like take don't take any privileges without asking. I'm speaking specifically about those people who like wait until the last minute to get out of the lane. Like if you on the highway, on the freeway, whatever. And you're in the exit lane, but you're not exiting. But you, and you decide like at the ninth hour that you're not going to exit. You really try. You just you're going to keep going. But you want me to let you in, even though you made a decision <laughs> a long time ago that you was going to be in this lane, knowing full well that this lane was actually going to be the lane for the exit. Now, there is a chance that you don't know that that's the lane to exit and you just. And you want me to let you in. I don't have a problem letting you in. I want you to just try to make eye contact with me and <laughs> ask if you can be let in. Don't just come and bogart your way in front of me because I am not obligated to let you in. And under That's most it. circumstances, I will not let you in. No. I have been the person that has been in the turning lane, realized I was in the wrong lane and... Oh my goodness. But I will try to make eye contact with the person before I just bogart in there. I'll be like, can I get over or I'll wait or whatever. I don't like when people just be, this man was in front of me the other day. He now, now this lane wasn't an exit lane, but it was just like the, the right lane was ending. The sign Mm -hmm. said way back, like a quarter mile ago up the street that the right lane was going in, in a quarter mile. So mm-hmm. he knew that it was going to end, but he was just riding it because he didn't want because we were in a little bit of traffic. Mm-hmm. So he pulled up beside me and I could tell that he was trying to get in and he didn't ask me. So I'm like, nah. So I'm just like, nah. Nope. And of course, I'm t- I'm riding the person in front of me. I'm riding their bumper like I'm riding that joint. Inching. I am completely being obnoxious like I could just because I refuse <laughs> I'm riding that bumper just because I'm just like no no and he's looking no. at me like what's your problem I'm like you gonna ask okay so you're not gonna ask so I'm no you'll have to so wait keep going you'll have no. to wait but yeah that's my petty peeve ask me don't just ask me acknowledge my Honda you know <laughs> acknowledge my car don't be oh, out here just up a hand signal or do something, something. do something Mm. That's, that's not pretty beef. I'm sorry. I can't stand it. No, I can't stand an inconsiderate driver, and I am petty boots on the road. Like I don't have no problem with it. Mm-mm. Um, my petty peef is super petty, but it's very annoying. Mm-hmm. Grow up. Like, stop adding these middle names to your names on Facebook. Like, I don't want to see that your name is Chandria Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful Disaster Jenkins. Like, I don't, I'm so tired of seeing people who are grown, like, out here with jobs and responsibilities and electricity bills with names like, I'm, like, I'm too cute. Like, Erica, I'm too cute, Jackson. That. It irritates my life. Like, grow up. <laughs> grow the hell up. Uh, that's really, oh that's my buddy view. Nothing huge. Facebook has it's become... Not any, <laughs> it's Auntie Central. <laughs> Fonte, Facebook has become such a place. 
And I just don't it even has. know how to receive it. Between that and between those colorful statuses, why are oh y'all God. making PowerPoint no. slides for your uh-uh. status? It's not even PowerPoint. It's like word art, like Microsoft it's like clip art. word art. It's like so, oh. and it's so irritating. Obnoxious. But Facebook is for aunties. It's for aunties it now. And um, I just cannot, I just cannot engage on Facebook <laughs> at, like I used to. Because I just they be like, no. Niggas Facebook. <laughs> like, they should have left it for college students. They should have. I just feel like it's been infiltrated by all of these people who you would just care not to. You would just care not to engage with on social media. Yeah. Like, don't ever. When I tell you don't ever read comments on Facebook, and we're not talking about our getting grown Facebook page, make sure you rate that five stars and follow it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but and thank you to everybody who has. Absolutely. And those who have commented, um, like us, rate us five stars. Um, <laughs> like... I I don't know. Facebook's an awful place. Don't ever read the comment section. It's got all of the trash of America in it. Like all of it swept up into one place. Facebook has gotten on my nerves here lately because I just feel like they just inundate. I'm inundated with notifications and I and I should not have to go into Facebook every other day to change my notifications because they've added another one. I just feel like it's ridiculous. Like they notify you. You're like, oh, somebody looked at your post. Up, somebody tied their shoes. Up, somebody went to the bathroom. Up, your mama went to the bathroom. Up, it's time to come. Like every, it's like, why am I being notified of this? Somebody commented on your picture. Somebody liked the comment of your picture. Somebody liked somebody, somebody else's comment. Like girl, commented, girl, I don't care at all. Say As somebody girl. like face, Facebook stresses stresses me out. It really does. Like. And people want to get into the mention, get into the comments, and have a conversation. And I it's just talk about people's comment sections. That's mm. a, that's another entire petty peeve. So this is something that absolutely does not impact my life, but it just gets on my nerves. <laughs> like, stop with these middle names. That's not your name. Take it out. Grow the hell up. Love, Takia. Too sexy for my shirt. <laughs> Robinson. Thank you. <laughs> I have such like listen, everybody got that auntie that's always cursing somebody out. I will block you. I'd be like, girl, do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> block me. Do it. I well, my what mom and them... if I unfollow, but I don't unfriend man. My mama be so pressed. She'd be like, I will take them off my page. I'd be like, girl, she won't even know it. She won't know it. What, yo, why do my, my mom be threatening <laughs> like, oh, well, you know what? I'm just, you know, I'm just going to have to unfollow such and such on Instagram or right. I'm going to have to right. block them because they are nosy. And I'm like, well, girl, just do it then. <laughs> like all this bumping of your, of your jibs. <laughs> bumping up the gums. <laughs> you just like, you know who sent me a friend request? I will not be accepting. It'd be like, Okay. <laughs> they don't even like me. My mother does that all that. They, they, they request to follow me on Instagram. They don't even talk to me. Well, then, girl, don't accept it. Why, why are they going to be on my page? Why would they be on my page? I'm like, girl. Ask them. Send you're them a worried. DM. Why are you worried? It's my question. Why, why are you concerned? <laughs> you ain't never got to accept it, and you can forget it for the rest of your life. And if you really gully, you can decline it. <laughs> 
Do you got, do your moms, hey guys, does your, do your moms and aunties drain you on Facebook? Tell us all about it. Yeah, I won't we, let her be my friend. But anyway. That's it for another episode of Getting Grown. Sing. Thank you guys for listening to this episode eight. I'm so excited. We're almost at episode 10. I don't know what we're going to do. We should do something special. Yeah. Maybe I'm not, maybe we'll have a nice guest or a mashup. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> that would be super fun. So maybe Indeed. we'll have a fun guest for episode 10 of Getting Grown coming up soon. But right now we are on episode Ocho No Cinco. Um, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you're writing to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribing, liking, rating us five stars, and passing the message along. Clearly, y'all are telling your mamas and such about it. Shout out to your mom if she listens to the show. I'm sorry, mom, for anything that I might say. And you still um, not allowed to tell my mom for future reference. You may not tell Kia's mother about the show. Please don't. Everybody, take heed. Uh, but in the meantime, let's all fill our swell bottles, drink our water. <laughs> <laughs> and that's right absolutely keep your skin moisturized and your edges as well um it's very important to know that and to do that because your black will most certainly absolutely completely crack if it's dry and clean out your belly buttons bye <laughs> and behind your neck get your ear too get the neck <laughs> make sure you get your neck nobody wants a musty neck because <laughs> who in the hell wants a musty neck? Ew, musty. Whose neck is actually musty? That's terrible. I know a few niggas whose neck. Oh, bye guys. Bye. bye. Oh, ring around the call at. Oh, sorry. <laughs>